Welcome to Chetting Kea On Air, a series of discussions about topical legal issues hosted by Chetting Kea. We're a full-service law firm based in Istanbul, serving local and international clients. With decades of experience, we provide bespoke legal and compliance advice to law firms, businesses, individuals, entrepreneurs and families. Hello and welcome to the next Chetting Kea podcast that we're doing today with Alto Osgun our compliance partner at Chetinkaya. How are you today, Altuk? Thank you, Kevin. How are you? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, we will speak about compliance again, so I'm very enthusiastic about it. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm very, very excited. I understand it's it's whistleblowing that we're discussing today and yeah. um, looking at, you know, what it is and, uh, and what does it mean for compliance in the corporate world. We are recording again another podcast with a, another fragile topic, which is whistleblowing, it has uh, multi-dimensional sides, uh, and we will talk about mostly what, what does it mean in compliance world and for corporations, how can we help, you know, to the listeners about, you know, uh, having the right path mm-hmm. on designing such programs. Okay, excellent. So what is whistleblowing for compliance, Halton? Yeah, whistleblowing, actually, this is a term originated in the United States, actually. You know, it means that a whistleblower uh, is is a person who uh, discloses secretive information or activity from a corporation. So the information uh, that is being shared by the whistleblower is actually an information of uh, alleged misconduct, wrongdoing uh, in both uh, maybe aspects uh, in legal world and compliance world, unethical practices, illegal practices. And, uh, you know, these are usually the tips from an insider. That's why before using the term whistleblowing, it was used as, as a snitching. Uh, the, the word, the term was used like that, but... Snitching. I, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Right. But uh, in, the, in, the, in the previous times, but right now, whistleblowing is the correct phase for that. And whistleblowing process is, is actually uh, one of the key elements of an effective compliance program. Okay. You know, we always talk about compliance programs in general. We, we discussed about how the programs should look like and why it is effective to have a proactive compliance program to mitigate the risks from a scandal-free and from an illegal-free business perspective to have a sustainable relationship with all stakeholders. So whistleblowing uh, in compliance, we can briefly summarize as, as an internal defense mechanism of uh, both the company, employees, and the third parties. Okay. Yep. And, um, and I suppose it's important for all sorts of reasons, really, like, you know, going beyond sort of a company's reputation and sort of standing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. In compliance world, you know, we always talk about proactive measures. So uh, it's really important for the uh, managers of the company to be aware of the current risks and what is happening uh, in the organization. When you consider that the company is interacting with so many employees, so many third parties, and so many interactions going at the same time, you know, it's really important uh, to to get the uh, insider view of the employees or the third parties about some doubts, about some misconduct activities or unethical practices so that the company can mitigate these uh, risks and have uh, corrective and uh, preventative actions for the the lack of controls, 
lack of management or some legal issues which need to be mitigated in the future. Otherwise, we always say that, you know, there's a snowball effect here. If you don't react in the beginning, it will be huge and you can have a big scandal if you don't take these tips very seriously. Excellent, excellent. So it's it's something that I know that's been sort of in the US and UK markets for many, many years, uh, people speaking up, whistleblowing. And it, it seems to be quite new um, in, in other jurisdictions around the world. Are there any guidelines, you know, in extraterritorial legislation? From my experience as an in-house counsel for 15 years, I had the opportunity to also master on some extraterritorial laws which are mostly related about compliance, anti-bribery, anti-corruption. We are seeing whistleblowing as a key element of a compliance program in the guidelines of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act since uh, 1970s. Okay. And according to the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, a report about you know detecting frauds within the company and detecting misconducts uh, in the company, whistleblowing is still the most uh, useful tool to fight with internal misconduct and for internal investigations, you know, to uh, to start internal investigations as well. So, if we look at Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, we are seeing that the corporations under the scope of uh, FCPA, they need to develop a speak-up program and not only that, also a speak-up culture uh, within the organization because speaking up has a psychological aspect because it's not easy. It's regarded as you know, uh, as synergizing, uh, you know, people usually within the organization, if you are working as an employee and if you want to speak up about a manager, you can be afraid of losing your job. You can be afraid of, you know, a retaliation against you. Same goes for third parties as well. You know, if they are working with a company for so many years and if, if they witness some illegal or uh, unethical practices, they may be afraid for speaking up to lose their contract with the main company. So it has a cultural aspect. So in this kind of the world, in this region, it's really uh, we are positioning ourselves between uh, East and West. And in our culture, it's not easy to speak up uh, and to act transparently while in the US, Canada or in UK or Europe, you know, speaking up uh, is very natural for the employees and they can be more free and they can uh, act more uh, transparently uh, when they face with some issues. So we usually advise our clients when they want to develop such kind of a program to partner this program with a culture change policy uh, in Turkey and neighboring countries. Okay. Um, Sounds sort of very easy to do, but, uh, you know, it's not easy to to, to build this kind of sort of speak-up culture or a program. Uh, Where where do you start? So we usually uh, advise our clients that, you know, first for every compliance program, we need to stand what we say. You know, it's it's really important, you know, yeah, we, we say that walk to talk exercise, you know. Uh, it's not only uh, important to have a compliance program, but it should be effective at the same time. Uh, so it shouldn't be like a tick the box exercise. So first thing first, we advise our clients to have a speak up policy within the organization according to the risk management, according to the risk factors, uh, risk assessment of the company. We are developing uh, for our clients pick up policies and at the same time pick up tools. Uh, 
In the policies, we should mention that why speaking up is important. We need tone from the top and tone from the middle to encourage people speaking up within the company. And at the same time, we should have clear guidelines for employees to how to speak up, how to uh, actually foster uh, whistleblowing and with what tools uh, do they need to uh, reinforce that. So uh, it has both a policy aspect, a legislative as- aspect within the corporations. At the same time, there, there should be a tool. Uh, we usually call it a hotline uh, program, hotline tool. Okay. Uh, and it should be independent uh, from the corporation. Because we, we discussed it before, you know, if you consider yourself as an employee, you will be afraid that you will have a, a retaliation against your job or against your tip. And, you know, the employees want to uh, cover themselves and they want to disclose this information to independent third party. That's why we come in. And that's why we give service to our clients uh, for designing such platforms. And we are also uh, managing these platforms on behalf of our customers. Uh, that's uh, one way to uh, maintain independence uh, in the Speak Up program. But not only that, we also uh, need to have very strict non-retaliation rules. Okay. Because if we guarantee the non-retaliation to the employees and also third parties, you know, the, the, the percentage of the uh, hotline whistleblowing tips increase because the employees feel safe about speaking up. The managers encourage employees to do so. So we can have a transparent environment and we can detect risks uh, before they go to the huge scandals. Excellent. Yep. And something I've noticed from sort of reading and, uh, and being in the UK market and reading about the US market is that there's something called whistleblowing awards. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't a company uh, getting a trophy or, or, or an employee getting a trophy. What, what are whistleblowing awards? Yeah, so this is really interesting term. Thanks for bringing this up. So we are mentioning in the compliance program to make uh, whistleblowing through the internal communication tools. So, but in United States, uh, actually, according to Foreign Corrupt Practice Act, the enforce, one of the enforcers of this act is Securities and Exchange Commission. And uh, they are also motivating whistleblowers to speak up directly to the SEC so that, uh, you know, when they are investigating a company, they can have the benefit of an insider information to close the uh, prosecution uh, against the company that they are dealing with, especially for anti-bribery and anti-corruption matters. And they developed a whistleblowing award program. And under the uh, SEC whistleblowing program, uh, whistleblowers may be eligible for monetary awards. Wow. Yep if they voluntarily provide uh, with original information about the violation. But this information should be really important information to close the investigation. And if this information leads to a successful enforcement action resulting to a monetary sanction against the company, the whistleblowers can <laughs> can have an award between 10% and 30% of the total monetary sanctions collected, which is which can be huge when we are considering the monetary amounts here. I'm not sure if that's sending out the right signal to, to, to employees, uh, really. Um, yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. actually, that's, uh, that's a debate going on about it because, you know, this is also being criticized by, uh, by some experts that 
uh, giving this kind of awards from the authorities uh, might also bypass the internal communications, uh, you know, and it can harm the whole philosophy of the whistleblowing program and speak up uh, program within the company. The United States authorities say that whistleblower tips are by far the most used detection methods for uh, U.S. agencies and uh, they are using these tips very effectively. For example, they say that approximately 15% of whistleblowers tips received by the SEC leads to some form of investigation. And after uh, they finalize an investigation with a monetary uh, sanction against the company, they are giving away these awards to the whistleblowers They don't disclose the names, but from the public, we are seeing that, you know, uh, some whistleblowers awarded with uh, really significant amounts, like 10 millions of dollars. Wow. Yep. Wow. It sounds like big business, as they, they sometimes like to make it in, in the U.S. There's not the only sort of directives, you know, um, you're saying that the U.S. is, is, is uh, something that other countries follow. But there's also a, an, an EU whistleblowing directive, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. That's correct. What uh, what, what is it, and and why is that important? So there's the EU directive. Uh, actually, it's called EU whistleblowing directive. It entered into force as of last year, but uh, they gave away the implementation period until the end of uh, this year and starting from January uh, 2021. All member states uh, need to adapt this law. And according to this regulation, the member states are required to transpose their internal laws uh, to protect whistleblowers and also protection against retaliation uh, for uh, whistleblowers on some sort of matters like uh, consumer protection, data protection, employment law issues, and uh, etc. So companies need to be aware of uh, this directive and they also need to adapt some sort of internal principles to also meet with the uh, legislative uh, requirements of the EU. But if we come to Turkey, we don't see such measures like uh, United States like or, uh, or in EU or other uh, jurisdictions. We have only a, a similar mechanism for whistleblowing. It's not for companies, but it's for the tax authority. Okay. If, if you also give a, a whistleblowing tip about your previous employer, Uh, or a company that you know of who uh, evades tax, you can be also awarded f uh, for the uh, as a percentage of the. Uh, <laughs> so snitching pays. Snitching pays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in Turkey, you know, uh, we usually advise to our uh, multinationals and local clients to adopt their own whistleblowing mechanism. It's not only to find uh, frauds or misconducts within the company, it also pays for human resources issues as well because, you know, in that way, uh, you know, if I say that you are an employee and you are being abused by an harassment or a mobbing uh, case and it's been done by your manager, how would you react, you know, having such kind of a whistleblowing program or hotline uh, would be also for the benefit of the companies At mm -hmm. the same time, having an engagement with the real talents and having a foster uh, ethical culture and also organizational justice within the company. And, you know, as I said before, it's a really useful tool to know what's happening within the company to get some tips from the employees or third parties you are dealing with. And uh, you may also start your own internal investigation. So you see these these topics are all related with each other. So compliance means all about preventative work and compliance means 
not only protecting the company, but also protecting third parties and employees. So whenever an, an employee uh, starts to work uh, within a company who has a whistleblowing program, they feel secured. They will have the courage to speak up. They will know that they will not be retaliated for what they dubbed or what they know about. But from my experience as an uh, in-house counsel for 15 years, I know that uh, you know it's not easy. It's easy to write it on the paper, but in the practice, it's not easy to have a whistleblowing program. So it needs to be monitored by an external party. That's why we come here, and that's why I switched to private practice to help more clients from my experience, both technically to handle this through a hotline uh, tool uh, and uh, from legally, because uh, we also need to, when we receive these um, whistleblowing tips through the hotline, we also need to assess the legal consequences. Maybe it can be about a consequence about the labor law issue, uh, it can be a consequence about a criminal law issue or something bigger about the FCPA case or UK Bribery Act. We need to define the legal terms. So uh, a lawyer's uh, advice would be would uh, would need to be sought in, in when receiving a tip and when designing these whistleblowing programs. And we advise our clients to make it very really user-friendly, uh, these hotline tools. The employees or third parties may just go to the system and just drop an email about their doubts or information. They can call a whistleblowing call line, which can be operated in certain languages. Maybe they cannot be a native English speaker for multinational companies. It should be Turkish and there needs to be an external independent party who receives this whistleblowing uh, claims. Uh, we might use, you know, written uh, mail system through whistleblowing tips because usually the employees who fear from retaliation, they, want, they don't want to disclose their names. So we should also give the freedom to the employees or third parties to apply to this uh, hotline anonymously. So this is another aspect which is really important. And we, uh, from my experience, I, I am seeing that, you know, if you also give this freedom to the employees to, uh, to apply anonymously, the uh, rates of whistleblowing increase as well. Excellent, excellent. Sounds sort of straightforward, but really you do need the professional help to, to, to get it done right and, and to make sure you keep your company name safe and, and you keep yep. your employees feeling like they're, they're in the type of environment where they want to work. So. Yep, yep. It's it's also, as you said before, it's also not only related to uh, to meet with the regulatory standards, not only related to abide by the law, not only related for risk management, but at the same time, most importantly, to keep your reputation. Because we always say that it takes years to build a reputation, but just minutes to ruin it. So for companies' reputation, we usually advise our clients to have a whistleblowing line. It's a good a defense mechanism and it's a good test factor for the higher managers of the company to deal with these whistleblowing tips because they may also receive some feedbacks about their management styles as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, it reinforces transparency, it reinforces trust, it reinforces courage uh, among the employees. And we are seeing that according to statistics, you know, of, uh, the companies whether local or international companies who develop such kind of programs retain more employees. So that's really important for the future long-term success of the corporations. Fantastic. 
Thank you very much, Altuk. If you do want to know any more about compliance or, or, or what we're doing at Chetinkaya, please do go to our website and check our services. It's chetinkaya.com. Thanks. Thanks. If you have any feedback on this podcast or would like to recommend other topics for us to discuss, you can contact us at info at Also, for more information on what we do and our other insights, please visit our webpage, chettingkaya.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.